going on, listeners? Welcome back to Macos to the Movies. We're going to talk about Scream 6 and not just talk about it, but you can't you can't discuss this movie without talking about what a major success this has been. Uh, one that I am really surprised at how well this is doing, how well this is received, on uh, an interesting idea um that might come to fruition maybe it doesn't but you know this was released march 10th so it's almost a it's it's exactly a week old it's been out in theaters it's the highest grossing opening weekend in the franchise the first movie to not actually have sydney prescott on screen which i know a lot of people have talked about um they've you know also People have talked about, does this mean they don't think they need Sidney Prescott anymore, considering it's the first movie she's never been in, and it's the most successful one. Now, I do have feelings on that. We'll get into that. But, you know, the first thing that this movie does right out of the gate was, to me, it completely changes the formula. I was really surprised by the opening of the movie. This is all spoilers, so... If you haven't seen the movie, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're trying to go see it, this is where you would kind of stop this episode and come back to us after you've seen the movie. But, you know, this movie opens with finding out who Ghostface is immediately. And I almost thought, hell, this is really interesting because is this the first ghost? Is this the first screen movie where we know who Ghostface is right from the beginning and they're changing the formula? Now, they quickly go back to what the formula is where we find out that this is somebody who is, you know, mimicking Ghostface, so to speak. They want to finish what happened in Scream 5, which I thought was very interesting. But this movie, it hooked me right from the beginning and it never let go. Like I was engaged the whole time and this was something that I didn't really enjoy about Scream 5 going back and rewatching Scream 5 because I actually thought that movie was really good and that ending of Scream 5 completely ruins the movie for me. Uh, I actually have Scream 5 ranked as like the worst Scream movie out of this entire series. I, I really think that final act completely kills uh, that movie altogether. But, you know, Brandon, what did, what did you think of this, this opening? Oh, I I love the opening. I said it in the movie. I said it in the theaters. I was like, "That's a strong start." Just kind of leaning, just getting her into that alley, and then you then you just get the now I see some red, and and then like just getting the perspective of a ghost face during the kill as well. That was interesting, and then it just plays a bunch of different emotions, and then you're like this other ghost face is going to kill his own guy. Then you realize the other ghost face, wait, there's three now. And, and it's just like a huge pile of emotions. And then you get one of my favorite lines in the series. Who gives up about movies? <laughs> and then the then title drop. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. It, it certainly starts off. And, you know, I, I, Another thing that I just want to give credit to this movie for is, you know, they they call themselves the core four. And 
I really enjoy this cast. Um, you get Tara Carpenter, you get Sam Carpenter, um, you know, the two sisters back Chad, you know, Chad Meeks, um, his sister who I'm actually going to talk about a little bit. Mindy. Um, I actually think over the last two movies, I, I think Mindy is my least favorite out of these new four. Um, I know she's a like, you know, she's kind of a, a Rand, she's a Randy S character, but the thing is, is I just don't think she has the charm that Randy had. I, I don't, again, I'm not saying that I hate her, but she's, you know, even dislike her, but she's definitely my least favorite out of the core four that comes back. Um, now they have some new people along with them. Um, they, they have some new friends that, that are along for the trip, but I, I will say that the one thing that I, I really do like about this movie is even besides the core four, I thought this movie probably since maybe the original maybe has some of the best side cast that makes you care about what's happening to these people. Like I really did feel a certain way for these people in this movie watching their friends get killed. Not that I didn't think it was, you know, like in the other movies, like, oh no, like they're watching their friends get killed. But there was, there was something about this group that made a bigger connection for me uh, when things were happening to them. Yeah. And I think the latter scene really um, puts that in perspective because it's like, you know, she's going to die right then and there. But then you're like, you're kind of reaching for the screen as well. Like, grab my hand, come through the window. But like, stuff like that, it definitely feels like they've done a good job at making these characters likable, especially after Scream 5, the two main cast I like a lot more. But I would also say that Mindy yeah. would probably be the worst of the core four. I think what she needs is like, because Randy has that turnaround scene in one, and then he's it's his relationship with Sydney and two that kind of sells it. I just don't think she has that yet. Yeah, it, she has a, a, a big connection, you know, to her brother, obviously. And, you know, there's Sam and Tara, but, you know, Chad seems to be more, especially in this movie, but I, he just seems to have like a better vibe with the other characters than Mindy does. Um, I do think a little bit in this movie, some of her dialogue is is very cheesy, especially when she's going over the rules in this movie. Um, it, it just didn't do a lot for me. It's it's a minor complaint, but I, I don't know. Mindy feels like she's there to kind of make a check mark out of it to check in a box that you need a little bit. And it's not like it. It's not like she's a bad character at all. It's just how she kind of feels like in here. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, before we get into some some legacy characters that return in, in Gale and, and Kirby, um, I I do want to take a sidebar and talk about, you know, we said the opening and everything. And one of the things that I immediately thought during the movie, after the movie was out of all the movies 
this really did feel like the most, and not just because of the kills, because the kills are upped in this movie. They're more violent. They're more brutal. However, this ghost face is to me, without a doubt, the most intimidating he has been on screen. Now that's for me. Um, just everything about him felt different. Um, he, he like the scene where he's chasing Gail in the apartment. He just, he feels faster. He feels bigger. Um, I, you know, we're going to talk spoilers too, but when he's banging on the door in their apartment, yeah, like- he, <laughs> he's just a more intimidating version of Ghostface. Like I felt terrified. Maybe it's the fact it's, you know, maybe it also helps with the mask um, being broken, you know, being broken. A lot of, you know, movies are now doing that where they're getting that original, you know, Halloween did that where the mask has that decayed look because it's old. They did this with the scream mask. Um, I really did enjoy Ghostface a lot in this. I thought this was the best representation of him on screen out of all of these movies. And I... I just love how in this movie Ghostface does not care. Like this is an openly I will attack you anywhere Ghostface and in a 711. <laughs> yeah, like it it really goes, you know, I maybe they could have done a little bit more, but again, like to me this movie has set the French changing the setting to New York City and the way that they portrayed Ghostface has set this up. Now, a, a seventh movie has already been greenlit, um, which I am all for. But this really, this change of pace has really, for me, set this franchise up. And this, after this movie, I really do feel like after five, I totally didn't feel like this. But six makes me feel like we can now live in a world where Scream is not about Sydney, Gale, and Dewey. I, I think we're ready, and you know, certainly I would like to see some of them get their send-off and really transition the franchise. But this makes me think that, like, yeah, we're we're getting to the point where this franchise can survive and be about an entirely different group of people past. The Carpenter Sisters. I, I really do feel like this is the movie that made me go, yeah, this franchise can continue. Yeah, especially because like Sydney's not there, and also like Gail doesn't have a whole lot in this movie. Like she's really not that big of a driving force. I would say Kirby is more of a like prominent character in here, but I do feel like Scream Seven might bring them back just for one more but then like yeah they can totally make this with different characters now yeah and you know we'll talk about gail i know some people um i I did hear some people say they were really disappointed with gail's character in this yeah now i am of the mindset that i am not because gail always had a very very sketchy moral compass and the one thing that always reeled her in eventually was dewey now in scream five dewey is killed he is no longer around 
And I do think that, you know, I think there's actually a really good line that explains it. And let's face it. I'm sure everybody knows somebody like this in real life where, you know, the, the saying is a leopard can't change their spots. I think that really is Gail Weathers. And I think the line that they say of, uh, when Sam and Tara are talking to her after she gets punched in the face, which was a great callback to the first movie. Awesome scene. Um, you know, she goes, are you just afraid that you won't be relevant without a book? Um, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact line. I think that's a really great way to explain Gail's character. Um, there's part of her that feels like she doesn't exist without something going on. And the other thing, and I'll, I'll let you chime in on all those thoughts. I was surprised that she survived this movie, but I do wonder because I don't know what was changed. I did see an article where they did talk about, they did have to make some changes to the script based on Sydney, not being in it. There weren't a ton of changes, but I do wonder if one of those changes was Gail surviving in this version with Sydney not coming back because that was the catalyst to get Sydney back in five. Dewey dies. She comes. You would have thought she would have, you know, if Gail gets murdered, she'd arrive again. But I do feel like maybe that was changed. And I'm wondering if that's why Gail survived is because of the fact that to me, it would have naturally brought Sydney into the fold. So they're ha- they had her survive in this movie, um, you know, in order to see if they can get Sydney back. I do feel I do agree with that, that like if Gail died, I feel like the first person to know would be Sydney or like she would have the right to know immediately. So that definitely does make sense. Maybe they're maybe they're building up to something with her. Because like in this one, it genuinely it the problem is it genuinely feels like how am I trying like malicious in a way with Gail of how she did it because she says in Scream Five I won't do it and then she does it and she's also the first one there in New York so it kind of feels like a malicious way to do it and I feel like that's why people are upset but maybe they're building on something. Because of the line of maybe maybe you need to be punished for monetizing other people's struggles or stuff like that. There's a lot that really between five and six that could really set up like different plot lines in seven. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And you know, as this movie progresses, um and Gail gets attacked, but she survives, we we lead up to you know, the, the big ending and what these movies are known for the, the reveal, you know, the, the ghost face reveal. And I really enjoyed, and again, this movie from start to finish, to me, this moved at such a great pace, like nothing to me ever felt stale. It never slowed down for me. I thought it was really good, especially to, like I said, the third act in scream five, kills the movie for me. It absolutely brings it to a halt. I remember when I first saw it in theaters going, eh, like, 
whatever. I didn't really like that. And I couldn't put it into perspective. And then you and I were watching Scream 5 at home. And I remember as we were going through it, I was like, why the hell didn't I like this movie? Like, oh, my God, like I I love Scream 5. And then they hit that house and it comes to an absolute screeching halt. And I'm like, oh, now I know why I don't like this movie, because the last half is absolute garbage. I think it's a terrible ghost face reveal. I think I think both ghost faces are actually really bad. I do agree with a couple of the things that Richie is. I like him more based on this movie in scream six than scream five, but his, his accomplice, I, I thought she was terrible. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't stand that. But to me, the third act of this one is extremely, extremely strong. I think the reveal is very good. Um, when they're in the the shrine, they're in the abandoned building that somebody has set up as a you know a, a tribute to Ghostface and the different killers, uh, which is awesome. There's such a treasure trove of Easter eggs. You know, there's drawings of the uh, of the victims. There's the fax machine from Scream Three. There's Stumacher's robe. There's all of the Ghostface costumes with their names on them. There's just so many different things. Uh, there's Kirby's, the knife that stabbed Kirby. There's just, oh my God, it's so cool um, seeing all of that stuff. But, you know, this is where the, the big reveal happens. And all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you find out there's two ghost faces. Like, one of them just pops up and they just start stabbing Chad repeatedly in front of Tara and Sam. And you're like, wait, they're... Like, wait, there's two like the way that they do the way that they reveal there's two ghost face in this movie is different really than any other movie almost. Um, I just I thought it was really well done. And then we get the reveal that there's actually three ghost faces. Um, and the way that works out is you do get a surprise where, um, you know, the core four have a roommate. Her name is Quinn who earlier in the movie you thought was dead. They show her stabbed in her, in her bedroom. Um, but it come to find out that Quinn, uh, the one roommate, uh, Ethan, and then the detective that is helping to try and hunt down Ghostface, um, his name is Wayne, um, that all three of them are working together because they're father, son, and daughter. And lo and behold, he had an older son, which was Richie, um, which I thought was actually really cool. I thought that was a clever way of why this, you know, this ghost face was still going after Sam and Tara. I really liked this ghost face reveal. I thought it was really strong. Um, I, yeah, I just I really like the reveal. Yeah, I think overall it's pretty good. I did I would start freaking out when we got that two ghost face reveal and they do the knife clean together. That was awesome. I was losing my mind. I was like, that's sick. That is so cool. And like we discussed it later after the movie. I was like, 
this is the only screen movie where both ghost faces are in costume together. And like, that's really cool. And I guess my one problem is we're back in time to scream too. And it's like, I get like, if that's the only thing I'm, I'm upset about with this movie, then this movie's pretty good because it still works. It works. And especially when we get down to action and we get the scene of you need to let me go. That was a pretty cool scene. Jenna Ortega kills it in that scene. And then at the very end, they recreate what is my favorite kill in the franchise with Sydney killing Billy in the suit. And we get it with Sam in the suit. And I love that scene. Yeah, I really do like that scene. I really do like kind of, you know, the the inner struggle um that she goes through now one thing i did say and i i'm not taking credits for credit for this so um i did see something where somebody said they would have liked to have seen maybe and maybe they can still do this on seven um the fallout of maybe when she has the ghost face costume on um sam killing that that's caught on camera and there's, you know, she still has to then deal with that as well. Um, I thought that was actually a really good point. And again, who knows? Maybe we'll see that in seven or maybe we just, you know, get a little bit more of like her struggle of she does have that sort of like switch where she can just kind of go nuts. Um, but yeah, I I liked it a lot. I liked the phone call. I thought the ending. Yeah, the these two, the the Carpenter sisters, um, Tara and Sam, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera, I they did such an amazing job because I didn't mind them in screen five. Again, I think I'm just I'm so disconnected from that movie because of the end. Um, but man, like to me, again, not since the original. I, I really do feel like this is the best cast that they have had since the original. I, I love, I loved everybody in this cast minus Mindy. I don't love her. I like her. Um, but I just, I think everybody played such a really good role. And again, they made you care about everything that was going on. So I think this, they just did a fantastic job with this casting. Yeah. I think it's all pretty great. Even like, the killers did a pretty good job. Even even Sam's boyfriend, who do we even get a name for? Uh, I know he's cute shirtless guy. He's um, yeah, he's the cute guy. But his name is Danny. So name, yeah, we didn't name, get his name. Name's Danny. He he is just there to be the boyfriend that helps. And even then I still like him because that's all he needs to be. He's the love interest that's not a killer and he does his job very well. He calls the cops. He cares for Sam. He even is like, yeah, don't even trust me. And it like he just does his role well. Yeah, I really did like the fact that we didn't have another boyfriend turns out to be the killer or like love interest, so to speak. I just I like the fact that, yeah, he was just he was just a guy. Like, that would have been worst case scenario for Ghostface. Yeah, like he's he's just a guy. Like I really like that they did not do that again. I really think that they did 
just a great job doing things that were familiar, but also, again, taking this franchise in a direction where I think you can still, you know, we'll be on the seventh movie, and the seventh movie might be where it's finally over for the main cast. Um, But then you can have eight, nine, ten. I do think this is something that can stem beyond, again, Sydney. Gale and Dewey. And that's a really, really exciting concept for me. I I think that this movie has only gotten stronger um, where I have been, as some people call it bold to say, this is actually my favorite screen movie. Um, this does beat the original for me. I think this is the best one that they have done. I know a lot of people that we went to see the movie with say that it's it's easily number two by far. Um, they can't get on board with it being number one. But for me, yeah, like this movie is so good that this has taken over the top spot for me. I, I think they just did too many things right to not make this my new number one. I think it sits right below one and it's kind of hanging on the same branch like (laughs) it's it's on the i think it's on the same tier of like how good it is but i feel like one one just has that special little stuff in it with the cast that like i don't know what it is about one that just makes me like it a lot more maybe it's some of the problems i have with this one but like just there's something about it. It still sits at two, and there's no questioning that. Right, well, why don't you? Because I really don't have problems with this movie. I I really don't. Um, so I'll give you a chance to actually talk about those problems before we actually rate this movie. I think the only problem I have is along with the killers. I don't think Quinn or even Ethan were necessarily the greatest of ghost faces. Maybe they're along that middle line where they're just, I think, okay as characters. And I think the one thing is also, you remember how easy it was for me to guess who the killer was who ghost face. <laughs> but there's this kind of little tiny things with the story. Like how is he a cop? or a detective when his son was Richie and um, what was the other one I had? Cause this was the good one. Dang, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, I oh, mean, wait, 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 is that we kind of went back with scream Two as a storyline for it? Like we did so much to push away from the formula, but then everything kind of went back in with the formula in scream six. How, how so? Well, because it's it really is kind of Scream 2 in a way. Like, Richie, both Richie and Billy died being psychopaths and both of the parents. I will say I do like the father more than Billy's mother, but it really kind of falls into the same motivations. Yeah, that's true, but I, I do think what's clever is the fact that He accepts it. He accepts it, but they're also going off of, you know, they talk about, you know, this is one of the things that they talk about inside the movie is that this new trilogy is kind of mimicking 
the original trilogy and the setup. And I do think it's actually a clever way to maybe bookend if if the idea is to mimic the original trilogy in the new one to then pave way to something completely different, I think that's very clever. So like for me, I'm kind of forgoing them copying scream Two because I feel like it's a deliberate way to get us to a completely new franchise. Now, again, maybe I'll be completely wrong and I'll look back and things won't be as good as I think they are. Um, but for right now, I'm kind of seeing it as they're mimicking it on purpose, um, which I am okay with. So, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have that same problem with Star Wars. But then, like, everyone everyone loves to say, like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really matter because it's still good. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um but I, I am still of the belief that I am okay with that. So let's go popcorn time and we'll rate this movie. I'll go first. I think if it's not obvious, uh, this is a five for me. I absolutely love this movie. It was, I, I was entertained from start to finish. Everything about this, again, I put this as my number one screen movie, which is saying a lot considering how much I hated the first installment of this new trilogy from these directors and this cast. I absolutely cannot stand scream five. It's the worst one to me. Um, and it's not even close. Like it literally, like it's just terrible. Uh, so I was really shocked to sit here, get through scream six and come to the conclusion that I did of this is the best one for me. So for me, this is a five loved it. Ghostface has never been more intimidating. Cast is great. I, I love this movie. I would probably give it a four and a half. A lot of the, like, there's a lot of the stuff really works, especially making Ghostface more of a slasher this time. Like this time he actually feels like a slasher villain and it works extremely well. Yeah. I, I think that is again, the thing that I love the most is Ghostface just feels on a whole nother level in this movie. Also, this movie has a scene where they put him on hold and it's one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, there is some pretty good humor in this movie, huh? too. So, well, that will do it for our review of Scream 6. If you haven't seen the movie and for some reason you just listened to this uh, and I hope this review makes you want to go see it, check it out. If you have seen Scream 6 and you're listening to this review, let us know your thoughts on Scream 6. Am I crazy for thinking it's the best one? Do you love this movie? Do you hate this movie? Is it just in the middle? Uh, we love to hear every listener's thoughts of what is going on with our listeners' thoughts. So email the show, mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Check us out on every single social media platform that is linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.